Well, there's the monster. Yep. Ah, oh, yeah. The you... crisp, refreshing taste of monster. Why won't you sponsor afternoon rants? Sponsor afternoon rants, you cowards. You... And now... It, Cowards. It now has a Kyle on it, so you're kind of contractually <laughs> obligated. Leo Rants Afternoon Rants. All right. Well, so here's the deal. Um, we are back with Afternoon Rants. I've got a couple different ideas going on. So one of which um was that I was just like, I just really need to talk with someone talking by myself in a room for a while has been exhausting. So I was like, hmm, Kyle, <laughs> what have we been doing during uh, during our quarantine? Talking a lot about yeah. stuff and <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, you've been on here for five minutes and you can't. <laughs> I'm just gonna make you earn your editing chops. Oh, goodness. But you know, no, in all seriousness, so um, I took a month off of afternoon rants. And the reason why was because, well, uh, gestures vaguely around to everything going on. Um, and, you know, being in a pandemic doesn't make you super creative. Uh, but then I got hit with a, wow, I've got lots of different ideas for lots of different things to talk about. And now we've got to uh, got to figure out how to do this podcast. Now, I will say. Moving forward, right now, Kyle is uh, in the studio with me. However, um, obviously, with him being my boyfriend, uh, that's actually the best you've ever said it. You did, you did real good. <laughs> um, si- since we live together, we're kind of, you know what I mean. It's it's okay. We kind of we kind of share the sh- same germs. We're going to heavily disinfect the studio afterwards but uh some other guests i'm going to have on in the future i'm going to be doing those remotely so but either way uh kyle we've been watching lots of anime (laughs) A, a, a normal amount of anime for people so confined but yeah and i think it's something we've gotten into more over probably the last year because Last April, um, you took me to Anime Boston, which is a convention in in Boston that centers around anime, so they've named it quite well. And I think that reminded me, certainly, like, oh, yeah, I really like this stuff. I think this is extremely good. We should watch more of it. And I think one thing that dominated that particular convention was My Hero Academia, the show we're going to talk about Today, it was just everywhere. Like, every other person was cosplaying as one of these characters. They made jokes about it in their large hall presentations. It, it kind of became a thing, like, this is taking over this convention space. Right. Like, so I don't know what specifically your background was with anime. Like, I know you're a nerd because, obviously, I'm dating you. But I didn't know how deep your love for anime went because, like, I would say that I was pretty heavily invested back when I was like in my teens, like, you know, Inuyasha, Roroni Kenshin. Those were like my first like animes that like really, really got into because it was like that's how you kind of got exposed to it was like you're watching Cartoon Network late at night and boom, here's Cowboy Bebop, you know. And then I got I got out of it. Um, and yeah, coming back, it was like My Hero Academia. I'm saying Academia, like Macadamia Nuts. It's not that, is it? Is it macadamia or academia? I think it's academia for those of us who are learned. 
<laughs> but academia sounds more delicious. <laughs> Boku no Hero. Whew. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, it's Boku no Hero. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, for those of us who are most learned, um, <laughs> definitely was like the dominant series that we noticed like when we went to Anime Boston. So this was this has been around since 2016. The the show has been around since 2016. It's been a, a weekly manga, the comic, in the popular Shonen Jump since July of 2014, um, written and illustrated by Kohei Horikoshi. I used to actually get subscriptions of um, uh, Shonen Jump. I had a friend who did. I didn't get that deep in it. I, like you, watched a lot of Toonami, and then uh, in college, while other people were making friends and partying, I decided to read all of the Dragon Ball Z manga again because it was a very important foundational story for, for me because that one was one of the big ones for me, like like most people, I imagine. I think you have your, your holy trinity of the Dragon Balls, the, the Naruto, and the One Piece for a lot of people. Those are just long-running Yeah. I would even argue with Dragon Ball Z, you could put Sailor Moon up there for a lot of people because they, like... It was like Sailor Moon and then Dragon Ball Z seemed to be like the two, like the big ones. So My Hero, we like we said, it first came out in 2016. There are three seasons now. The third one just completed. It's also spawned two movies, uh, one, two heroes that came out a couple of years ago, and Heroes Rising, which we saw in a theater in December. And it's also been adapted into a stage musical. What? This is news to me. I did not know this. I spent some time on the Wikipedia page today in preparation because I know how to do research because I am learned. I, I don't know why you came on here to attack me. I want to, you know, clarify that Kyle and I both, beyond seeing the movie, the one movie, which one was that? We, we saw both movies. We saw Two Heroes and... Oh, we did, yes. And Heroes Rising. We, we, we saw Heroes Rising in the theater. In That's the theater. what is the difference. We have not read the manga so i don't know if there are major differences in the manga as opposed to the anime um the only thing i know is that it's further along so some of the characters that are fleshed out more readily in the the manga at the moment either have just been introduced in the anime like hawks or they are we don't know who they are at this point. So if you look up the IMDb of My Hero Academia for those that don't know, which I don't know why you would click on an episode of, <laughs> of a review of an anime if you don't know what it is. But hey, live your life. Get wild. It's pandemic. Maybe they really like you and just want to support what you're doing like I am here. Nah. It's about a superhero loving boy who is born without any powers and he's determined to enroll in a prestigious Hero Academy, and learn what it really means to be a hero. There's actually a few things even to unpack from that. So in the show, they they call their powers quirks, and as it reminds you repeatedly in the opening, it will beat you over the head with it. 80% of the population has these quirks to varying degrees. Some of them are very powerful and useful, like you can shoot fire, and then some of them are like, I have tape. I was literally going to use the tape as an example. <laughs> they keep pushing him on us. I have He's a not lot of, useful. I have a lot of thoughts about the tape guy. 
<laughs> but yes, so here it comes, you know, Izuku Midoriya. He is quirkless. He has no powers. He dreams of becoming this great hero. And he idolizes um, this superhero named All Might, who has kind of this like almost grandiose, like larger than life personality. He's known as the number one hero because I guess they rank the different heroes as to who's the most useful um and uh he has this this major fanboy thing for all might and um wouldn't you know it and i don't feel like i'm giving much away it's just in the first episode because obviously where's the premise otherwise um all might we learn can transfer his powers which is called one for all that's his quirk and it was actually transferred on to him and now he's passing it on to izuku midoriya um this kind of like power that just makes him super fast and super strong just to put it simply you know some would say too fast and too strong for his little body to take as we're learning but you know and then so now we're kind of introduced into this weird thing where now the guy is the main character is becoming his idol which is really bizarre you know what i mean like you're so funny you look at me so blankly i'm like am i making any sense <laughs> this sounds like a fever dream like coming out of my mouth <laughs> i'm just acting i'm paying attention I'm, I'm giving you eye contact you're giving me such intense eye contact that i'm like <laughs> if you look away though that means i'm alpha <laughs> you blinked <laughs> And I was going to just say, well, now this is going to be terrible audio because it's just going to be us staring at each other <laughs> until our eyes bleed. But, but I mean, do you feel like that's a proper setup if I was telling if I was trying to get someone into this who didn't know this at all? Right. No, that that makes sense to me as a spoiler light to spoiler free. Right. Introduction. OK. Now, that being said, if you're listening to this and you don't want to get spoiled on anything because we are completely caught up on Hulu on uh, on the anime series. Real quick, how do you feel about it? Do you like it? Is it worth getting into? Oh, I abs- I love it. I think it's one been one of the true joyous pieces of media that we've discovered over the past couple of years because it recognizes that there are these tropes of anime that exist and have existed for decades. And it leans into some of them but also subverts some of them. So it's very well versed in its own medium and what it's doing and it's it's really the animation is beautiful the characters are compelling we're going to get into them more and there's someone that everyone can identify with i would recommend it to anyone who likes anime or even if you just want to get engrossed in a story about high school kids which people love right now high school kids are so hot right now High school kids are so hot. And and that's right. And if you listen carefully, you can hear the police coming down the stairs to arrest me. Yeah, and I would just I would just tack on to you know what Kyle said that this was just really nice for us being someone who were previous anime fans. Just trying. It's a nice. I was struggling in the past couple of years finding a series that I could get into again. I thought maybe I had outgrown anime. It's not really that. I had outgrown. I had outgrown whack anime. And this is not one of those. This is very widely received and popular for a reason. It's because it's supremely approachable. And like he said, even if you're not into anime, this is the series. Okay, that's it. Spoiler review. Uh, you know, spoilers are on now. So I want to touch on something that you said first off, because this is a very this is a a wide cast of characters with my hero. And I feel like sometimes that can get a little bit daunting. Um, so. 
you said earlier when you were giving your spoiler-free review that everybody has a character that they can relate to. I think so. That you have your strong, outspoken people. You have Midoriya, who I think is, in many ways, your main character is your avatar for the audience. He's someone who aspires to more. He cares about people. He wants to help people. But then you have um, his direct foil, his rival, Bakugo, his, who is all about being strong. And they, they're sort of two sides of the same coin. Then you have... Ida, who really the class leader, who very much cares about his his honor, order, order his his honor, his family. You have the perv Mineta, who throws his balls at things, and they're these <laughs> great. They're these great balls that stick to his head, and they just stick to stuff. And he is on the same level. It, the characters are all organized in this one class, class one A in the hero course, where they're learning to be superheroes at this school. UA High, which I, there's a lot of things about the show that are very, it seems uniquely Japanese. The fact that it matters what high school you go to, you can test into these certain high schools. Some of them are more prestigious, and then they are very serious about cataloging and saying, these are, this is this person's ability, these are the specific ranges of it. Like, it can work every, for 30 meters, it can work for, you know, 15 seconds that he can activate it once per day and it seems like they're very serious about establishing really concrete rules for how these powers work which i think grounds it high school is a major uh, factor in a lot of these different animes and you'll find that there are like you said with these characters there are certain tropes certain tropes that a lot of animes do fall into like um you know you'll notice if you watch this if you've seen like Naruto or if you've seen um, I'm trying to think or I would even argue sometimes like slice of life life ones like uh, one of my favorites our in high school host club or, you know, uh, fruits basket. There certain characters pop up over and over again. These The cool collected type like Todoroki or the hothead like Bakugo or the I just want to do my best uh, main character Naruto slash, you well, know, that's Goku. Midoriya. And there's Goku, from and Goku. as well. Right, exactly. So um, you do notice this, but it feels fresh enough. And what I like about this series is it feels fresh enough that there are minor differences with the characters that makes it a little bit better. Well, because I think there's there's falling into tropes and then there's utilizing them. You can utilize an audience's expectations from a character and, and use that to influence how they think and then you can use it to surprise and change people when they break from that or when they do something unexpected. But what's nice about this is, I mean, you've got this scenario, right, where like All Might is transferring his power over to uh, Midoriya and then All Might's out of the game. He's out of the game in season two. By season two, he gets defeated by, uh, or he's not really defeated, defeated, but... He has a final climactic battle and uses the last embers of his strength and because they they set him up as this like most powerful hero they refer to him regularly as the symbol of peace because he's this superhuman individual he's a superhuman in a superhuman society like in the sense that he is that much far above his peers he can save everybody he can beat any monster and one of the key things like he's doing it 
with a smile. He recognizes all of this this evil in the world, and he has taken it upon himself to be the first line of defense and the one who stands against that. And I think that's one of the things that we've gotten into more in the season three. Now that he's lost that is how he negotiates trying to just be a teacher and be someone who prepares that next generation instead of doing it himself. And I would definitely put that for a like for the series for me is that I we getting to see characters evolve and change really shows a mastery in story and makes it feel a little bit more fresh. Well, in speaking, you notice you've noticed even I think more than I have that as the show has gone on, Midoriya develops scars because he breaks yes. his body so much and the they keep the scars there, but he's also getting stronger. So his he's getting more muscular. He's, he's getting buffer. I I think he's probably a little taller. If I had to yeah say anything, but I think it's just the level of, of care and attention to detail that it shows on a regular basis. Right, exactly. I, I would put that for a, for a like for stories too. Also, I can't help but um, I found myself while I was watching this series, as you saw. I was getting so invested. I was getting like stressed out during these fights. Like I really didn't know who was going to win. I feel like a lot of times certain animes make it too easy on the hero, right? He just kind of like eventually like he maybe has a little bit of hardship in the beginning, but eh, you know, he gets over it and then he's like unstoppable. Like no way. Like they let you know in the beginning Midoriya sucks dude he's quirkless and he like sucks at everything so you really have this sense of like I don't know if he's gonna come out of this well not not only that like the they really emphasize the school aspect of it like the academia is important in a way that they are learning they're put through tests so the stakes aren't necessarily life and death but they're like is he gonna get kicked out of this school is he going to have good grades is he gonna pass these tests and these marks to keep him on this path and i think in a way that's almost as powerful as is he because i think with some of these like you know okay he's not they're not gonna die like this is your character it's, it's not game of thrones right spoiler alert everyone dies in game of thrones <laughs> right right but you didn't know there was going to be Game of Thrones spoilers in gotcha. this podcast. <laughs> you go. Gotcha. You do care. You do grow to care. Like I think for you, you get more into the the academia part than the fighting. You're almost like, okay, I'm. These fights were nice, but show me the interpersonal interactions with these people. The fights are definitely compelling, but I also enjoyed the slice of life things. I enjoy seeing Midoriya also interact with his peers and like deal with his rivalry with Bakugo and kind of maybe this blossoming thing he has with uh, Ochako. Yeah. Or maybe Todoroki. I don't know. (laughs) And also you say it's weird because like you've listed here these characters right and I think I'm listing right now what is it 20 different characters you've put down here well there's there's 19 characters in the class 1a and I still put their teacher on there just because you forget about some of these people because they do focus on different characters in different seasons and that is probably one of the few criticisms you can have is it's almost two people and some of these too many people and these Mm. powers some of them are like Eh. Right. Like there's one guy who 
his power is just tail, which is like fine if you're like, okay, I'm going to pick up these bank robbers and these street thugs. But then there's someone in his class who can literally summon his shadow into a demon monster (laughs) that he controls. And it's it's like these things aren't equivalent. It just goes to show you, though, that uh, (laughs) that, like the quirk is different for everyone. And like, you know. Not everybody can be the number one hero because he ain't going to be it with just a tail. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, one for all is a lot better than that. I would argue, um, out of all the people that you've listed, so you've listed, you know, and these were some of the different powers, um, eraser head, belly laser, (laughs) acid, super speed, floating, tail, electricity, just to name a few. What, which one have you ever thought about, like, if I could have one of these quirks, which one would you go for? Because you could go for the powerful one, but would you really want it? I'm just talking you'd have your day-to-day life, and you'd have one of these quirks. I mean, the the creation one seems nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, like that yeah, depends. Yeah, your do, do, do you want me to be a hero, or do you just want me to be in my life as an unemployed No, person? I'm just saying, <laughs> yes, just be in your life with this. Yeah, I don't think you'll need Dark Shadow. I don't know. He could get me a beer. That'd be pretty awesome. We could both develop a beer gut. I'd be like, Dark Shadow, get me a beer. And he'd be like, again? Isn't that too many? And I'd be like, shut up, Dark Shadow. You're not the boss of me. Why are you in a domestic dispute with this quirk? I love for um, Bakugo, you put Boom Boom for his uh, Well, he makes explosions. They're very, like I mentioned before, detailed in how they describe this because his thing is his sweat is like a glycerin that and he yeah. has the ability to detonate the sweat so and they're they're very detailed about all of this and right and like with uh yao uh yeah yao yorozu her thing with creation it's the lipids that she uses right so she has to eat a certain amount in order to create a certain amount which makes sense because that you need to have finite like ends to these powers because if you're just like she could create anything at any time it's like well dude like she's gonna win you know Right. Well, and that's the thing. They do establish rules and they point out that this is these are kind of like muscles and they're they're things that you can train. And there's a whole section where they are learning how to be stronger in their powers and develop these ultimate moves. But then they're they make it very clear that these are limited. You can't just shoot fire forever. So. What would you say uh, your dislikes are about this series? We've we've gone on a lot about like different things we certainly like about it, but th- what would your criticisms be of this? I think it can get distracted, and you know filler is a part of any anime, obviously. But I'm not always sure what the goal is, or what you know. Ultimately, you're supposed to be the number one hero, but. It's always like, who who are we supposed to be fighting? What is the current struggle? What is our what is our objective, both in a short term and in a long term? Because I think they introduce so many characters, both good and bad. Like you have your League of Villains, and then you have this all for one who's sort of their big baddie main villain, and then you have this stained hero killer guy, and then. It's just people's jumping in and out, and maybe it's just supposed to tell you that, oh, there's there's villains everywhere, but it, it can be distracting when you're like, how is this related to what we were focused on? 
I would definitely say, and I, I agree with you, and to kind of expand on that, in the first and second season, I felt like we were really getting to know these kids that were in the the um, the classes together, and you know, and, and it was really cool because we it got to a point where I didn't need to know what power they had. I knew what power they had. I knew the personality. I knew that you know, uh, like Coda was really shy and he could speak to animals. I knew you just knew these characters, right? And then to have like these other people introduced and you're kind of like you get to you hit a limit for sure where you're like I just don't give a crap I can only care so much (laughs) and something we have to do a lot is like who is that right and what do they do because they they introduce a few other hero course like there's people at the school that you have to remember and then there's different grades well there's the different grades and then there's people from other schools right and then it's like oh here's that kid from that thing what do they do why is this important and it can just be a lot to to keep a hold of but it's all sort of interesting like for sure very few of them are like bad characters except for i think two that we've we've recently come out of an arc with that i think we can get into is is a very pointed specific criticism uh gentle criminal and La Brava. La Brava. Okay. Gentle Criminal and La Brava. There must have been some sort of... And what's weird, Kyle, is I'm realizing that we are alone in this because like, a lot of people love this person and find his backstory incredibly sad. I was like, this dude is a creep, man. He's got like a little girl hanging around with him and like she's in love with him and he's like... She's living in his house. I was like, what is this? You know, there's been some sort of miscommunication here because I I didn't get it at all. There are some things that I wonder if I don't like something or if I don't understand something. And I wonder, like, does this make more sense? In the original. Like, well, and because we're watching it with subtitles, like we're we're not watching it dubbed. But it, it does it make sense more to someone who is who is culturally Japanese and who can understand like maybe it's a character archetype and a trope, but basically this guy is like this former hero course student who couldn't hack it and then he falls into crime and he's kind of a crappy like YouTube star basically and then there's this young girl. They never are too explicit about their ages, but it's clear he's like a a grown man in his mid-30s to 40s, perhaps older, and then you have this young girl who's, like, maybe in middle school who, like, her friends... She's, like, kind of obsessive and, like, doesn't have really friends, and she finds this guy and is just, like, obsessed with him, and he takes her into his house, like you said, and they de- and her quirk, like, powers up people she loves, and it's just one of those things where it's it's it feels creepy. Like, it feels off. Like, they shouldn't... You shouldn't want these people to be together, and I think it just there were there were moments it, where it I feels felt, icky. Yeah, I felt like the series like wanted us to kind of feel bad for them. It was like, oh, well, you couldn't hack it. I'm like, I don't care. Why does he have a child with him? Like, <laughs> it was yeah. So I would argue that like uh, lately with the different subplots that have been going on, I, I've not really tremendously cared about that. I love when we get to focus on Midoriya and Bakugos and and Todoroki's struggle. You know what I mean? I think those are the three primary characters where I'm like all in absolutely want to know everything that's going on with them. But like the further you get, like I'm like, oh, I don't want this to be a whole plot. Like, just just give me a little bit here. You know, 
Well, and that's where I think it comes down to like having someone for everyone. Like there's hopefully there aren't people who are where Gentle Criminal and Labrava are their favorite characters because they might need to be investigated. Oh my god, hot take. I just it feels like it, like if you identify with that guy, you're like, yeah, that little girl loves him. I'm like him. You're you might be a pedophile. <laughs> learned it on this podcast so that being said what is your favorite character <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard uh what is your favorite character in this i think i like Todoroki because he you would what? i thought hot and cold you invited me here to but, have a discussion about this anime we like and then it's like bam judgment i like Todoroki because he's someone who has these very specific principles and he you know he's He's obviously very powerful and confident, but then as we see him develop, he's, his relationship with his father starts to come into a lot of it. And I think he real he's realizing his place because he experiences failure and he understands that he has to work with other people. And he has this really convoluted family background that I think is going to get more run as we get into the next season. And I think he's just someone that is very interesting. You know who else loves Todoroki? Megan the Stallion. She cosplayed as Todoroki, and it made me like her a lot more. <laughs> um, I just think that's funny that he would be your favorite because you were saying in the beginning where it's like characters, characters you can relate to, and I'm like... Well, I, I just... I think I, personality-wise, you would definitely be more similar. I think we took a BuzzFeed quiz, and that was pretty definitive. Did it say I was... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> Did it say it was Todoroki? Yeah, it said you were Mineta, so... Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm climbing over this wall, dividing the men's and women's baths, and then I'm going to get knocked out. <laughs> no, Mineta, I get... If you identify with Mineta, you might be a pervert. You might be a pervert. I would say... I'm so boring. I think that my favorite character is... Imp- I don't know! It's actually really hard, because... I love Midoriya so much, but I also love Bakugo. Like, and it's so plain because I know they're both the main characters. They are the the main character, and then actually, Eraserhead might be my favorite. I like him. You are Eraserhead, actually, too. I'm realizing maybe that was that's more of an apt. Yeah, he's he's fun too. It's hard, right? They're all like great characters. I I don't know. I mean, honestly, like I kind of like and I think that's again why this show is just like as popular as it is is because it's like <laughs> do you want all the personality types? Here's all of them, you know. You've got you you've got your sultry, you've got your sweet, you've got your you, frog. Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You've got effeminate destruction. I'm just really sad because it's over right now and like it's not over. We're we're caught up. The the manga has progressed into winter and that's thus far it has been extremely slow paced in terms of time that has passed. Like they make it very clear, okay, this is the end of a a summer, we're into a school year, and then this has all happened over the course of like a fall, and then I think the manga is just getting into winter. So they do a good job of really delineating. Like this is you're gonna grow up with these characters if you're their age. Like I, I think that would be really cool for like that was something that really endeared me to 
Harry Potter's because I was always Harry Potter's age because that's kind of how they got spaced out. You know, I think that'd be cool for kids if they were watching this, if they were 15, you know, or or, because I think they're 15 in this, right? Like 15, 14 or something. 15, yeah, it's their first year. I don't know exactly what age that is. So we've been enjoying it immensely. And now we have been watching uh, at the behest of someone I knew. They were like, if you like My Hero Academia, you're really going to like Black Clover, which we're finding similar tropes in, but it is a bit different. The the characters aren't quite as relatable they made them too much like this is your this is your thing yes that's now your thing that's that's all you have is your right yes they they can't talk about anything else they have no other personality types except that one thing so but we will do a review on that later but it felt just so nice to just have you in here and just like be able to talk about it all right well that's pretty that's pretty much been it we're gonna we're gonna do another review of black clover it feels really good to be back in this um i have a couple other different things up my sleeve my real sleeve that i'm wearing right now so to speak so tune in for that thanks for letting me talk to you here and not just at home (laughs) you can't talk to me at home